Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, we're going to discuss the heartbreak for both Mizzou football, actually, to a smaller extent, and Mizzou men's basketball with their loss uh, to Ole Miss, which it was so close. Almost got on the board in conference play. Uh, We'll talk about what went wrong, some future stuff. Dive into, um, you know, more of the same from Mizzou men's hoops. We'll also talk about Sam Horn, that news uh, breaking kind of just before we started recording. So we'll give our... uh, um, takes on that situation with him needing Tommy John. Then we'll do quick hits. We got Ken Sports Shorts, uh, Dirty Birds, and our fraud rankings. And then we will finish with a uh, a ratio from a from a friend of the show. This ratio comes from. I'll, I'll tease it now. But um, before we dive into it, quick word from the sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs and March Madness with in-game betting and contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. It's hoops betting season. We all have some college basketball bets. Um I'll start Peyton. I am not doing mid-major Monday this week because there was just a line in here from bet online that I could not ignore. I'm going to the big 12. So high major still sticking in the basketball realm. I got my, I got my Damian Lillard three point bet, which uh, you know, would have made you some money. If you put that in for bet online, he did win the three point contest. Uh, I'll have more on that later, but for my bet going to the big 12, I'm taking Iowa state, Kenny and Peyton, a, a, Maybe a little bit of a surprise, but you know, could it could be an argument that this is the best team in the Big 12 right now? I got them plus nine on the road against Houston. Obviously, Houston's very good, but Peyton taking a page out of your book, Torvik has this at plus seven and a half for Iowa State. Folks, this is a good value, good bang for your buck here for the Cyclones to at least keep things close in Houston. Um, I do like the Cougars to maybe reach the final four, but uh, I, I like the Cyclones, they have a kid. Uh, oh, I wait. I wrote his. I wrote his name down. Tamian Lipsy. He's from Ames. I love a hometown uh, hero on the college team. So he's also very good. So give me the Cyclones to cover against Houston. I like that one, Jack. Uh, Torvik, uh, my beloved, also has Iowa State at number five in their rankings. Period. Mm-hmm. I'm very shocked by this line. I know Houston is also quite good. I'm high on Houston, but I like this one. The metrics. The metrics love the Cyclones. Get it while you can, folks. Kenny, what you got? Jack, you also look like a uh, former Iowa State Cyclone that plays at Mizzou now. Caleb (laughs) Grill hasn't played in a while. Uh, Hopefully he sees the floor soon. Hopefully he sees the floor soon. Uh, Maybe we'll call it Big 12 Monday. Uh, Kansas State taking on Texas. Um, This continues (laughs) to haunt me, betting on a Kansas school. But this is Kansas State. It's different. Texas, um, you know that scene in Happy Gilmore where he looks up at the house and he sees the ghost of chubbs and i think the alligator that's what it is right now but it's shaka smart and chris beard looking down on texas giving them that strength to cover on the texas <laughs> minus nine the, the ghosts of their former coaches telling them to pick it up and win this game cover against kansas state please cover i keep losing and i can't take any more losses texas and texas you're coming off a tough loss at home or on the road against houston let's pick it up a little bit here why this game in particular are the ghosts of Chris Beard and Shaka Smart looking down at them. They need to turn it around. It's been a very tough season for the Longhorns. Big expectations. Final year in the Big 12. Uh, not going out with a bang at the moment. We might need to ban that. We've banned Iowa for me winning too much. We might have to uh, ban Kenny from betting on Kansas teams for it losing too much. It's just going to hurt his record. Just make us all look bad. Kenny's going back to the well that will not feed him. Uh, we'll yeah. see if it, it turns around this time. I'm going back to a hand that fed me last week. Last week, uh, Towson was able to cover the 12 against Elon. We're going back to some Colonial Athletic Association action. This one is William and Mary, the tribe, going on the road to face CFC, College of Charleston, the Cougars. I love some alliteration. Good job, Charleston. Um, It's not really alliteration, I guess. It's just three Cs. But Charleston. 17-point favorites at home. You guys know I had to look this up on Torvik. 
Torvik has this at minus 17.9. Round that up to 18. Folks, get this line while it's hot. It's not going to be here for long. I don't post predictions. I post spoilers. Give me the Cougars by 17 over the Tribe. Roll Cougs. Ooh, nice. That's Mid-Major Monday presented by Peyton. Well, he'll, he'll have it until March Madness, until the last March Madness darling falls, I'm sure. Um, all right. Good beats, everybody. Kenny, I, I don't know what you're doing, man, but good it luck. It won't break good this luck. week. I know that. Um, uh, what, what's the uh, the quote about insanity? Keep doing something. Thinking yeah, that you it's do the same thing over. Outcome. Doing the same thing yeah. over and over. Yeah. 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 yeah that is me different. right now. Kansas State just got gamed last uh, time too against TCU. I don't know if you guys saw that. By who? Jameer Nelson. Jameer, Jameer Nelson, Nelson Jr. Jr. Yep. Former carried, future Missouri Tiger. Carried the 2010 Orlando Magic to a finals appearance. <laughs> Makes you feel old to know that Jameer Nelson Jr. is not, not only in college, he's like a senior. He's been in college for a long time. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, thank you to Bet Online for all those lines. Go bet on some mid-major basketball. It's a good time. Uh, and with that, we'll get started. The unwritten rule starts right now. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, February 19th. February 19th. I said, I think I said January on Friday's show, so uh, it's not January, it's February. I do know what day it is. Uh... Monday, February 19th, and Mizzou just cannot have nice things. Um, any, you know, after after what's been a great season, you know, kind of an up-and-down offseason, the plate baker gone. Another hit has come the way of, of the Tigers in terms of the future, at the very least, because Kenny and Peyton, we have news, somewhat breaking news, because we found out about this just before we started recording here on a Sunday afternoon. Sam Horn. Mizzou's backup quarterback, the chosen one, some, you know, would used to say at least before Brady Cook has had his explosive year last year. Um, he's going to need Tommy John, um, which, of course, you guys can go into more detail being baseball guys. I know it's traditionally a baseball injury, but what I do know is uh, it's a long term injury. Gabe DeArmond reported that uh, he will likely be out for all of the baseball season. Of course, he plays baseball, too, and all of the football season, which Obviously, Brady Cook is QB1. It is your backup. But I think a lot of people still expecting Sam Horn to be the guy of the future and certainly losing your backup quarterback, uh, you know, with only one transfer portal left is not good. So uh, what were y'all's uh, reactions to this? Obviously, it just sucks for Sam Horn on a personal note, too. But yeah, needing Tommy John, he's going to be out for a, a very long time. Yeah, Tommy John um, is basically the worst Tommy John surgery is the worst three words you can hear um, in terms of baseball injuries. It really is a total, like, it's just, it sets you back so far. Like, yes, you can come back very strong from it. More often than not nowadays, that since we know so much about medicine and everything, people come back sometimes stronger from it. But it really, it takes so long to get back to that point. Um, yeah, and Gabe put it in the tweet, 12 to 15 months is the typical timetable uh that is really really tough for sam horn not just for the fact that he's not going to be qb2 next year i mean next year when brady cooks out of out of eligibility sam horn was kind of thought of i mean he wouldn't have stuck stuck around this far if the coaching staff didn't tell him hey we think you're going to be the guy once brady is gone um so i mean now it kind of puts that in jeopardy because he's going to miss a good amount of, of uh, spring football and on the diamond, I mean, we saw it like in two appearances or whatever he made last year with the baseball team. Dude has an electric arm. Uh, he throws 98 with ride. Um, it's a pretty na- he's a pretty nasty pitcher. But um, he got hurt last year too. It's just been really unlucky for him. Um, really hope he can come back strong from this. But I mean, obviously now Mizzou needs a QB two. They're going to have to look in the spring portal for that without a doubt because right now. It's either Harold Blood um, or Aiden Glover, who is a true freshman. So don't really want that to be your depth. You're going to have to find a guy. Sucks they lost Jake Garcia now, I'll tell you what. But um, 
Hopefully Sam Horn can come back from it. But yeah, really big blow for him. Angabari Johnson. Uh, that was a guy that looked like if since Sam Horn was sticking around, Brady Cook was sticking around for that final year, Sam Horn would step in once he was done. That's just more time for Gabari just to sit there and wait. And he ended up going to Oregon State, probably going to get a better opportunity there to play earlier. But now he would have been number two uh, for the Tigers this season. And of course, he was a four star. And, you know, we don't want anyone to discount what Sam Horn was going to accomplish in baseball if he was fully healthy. He was an MLB draft prospect. If he wasn't tied to LSU or to, to Mizzou and had like NIL waiting for him, there was an opportunity there for teams to draft him, pull him away from that pledge to the Tigers and just go on the, the baseball route. And he was a pretty sought out after player. Just no one really took the gamble of wanting to pay him and pull him away from Mizzou and lose an early draft pick or even like an 11th round pick on day three. Um, <clears throat> but the other thing is like, you know, looking at that spring window too, uh, I can't find the exact dates right now for when that opens, but we've talked about this before looking at maybe like defensive linemen, even from Houston with Brian early now on staff, you know, who would maybe come from there to bring depth. Cause sometimes you follow the coach that you previously were with. And if you enter that portal, maybe you'll find someone out there that you was a previous staff member of yours. Maybe there's a quarterback out there. I, I mean, there's no real guy on the, the offensive staff right now. Um, you know, if Herbie Moore ended up leaving, whoever was the new OC, maybe he brought someone over in that spring window, but uh, that's not the case right now. I don't really have any names out there to even think about. Uh, maybe Jake Garcia jumps back in the portal and comes back to Mizzou, but that's the only hypothetical I could even think of because there's just really no names even out there linked to the Tigers. Yeah, I think Gabe uh, quote tweeted a, a guy in his replies because they were like, who's going to be our backup quarterback or our quarterback next year? And Gabe straight up said, when the spring portal, it was like the spring portal opens and we'll find out then. I, I did look it up. It looks like it opens April 16th and then it closes April 30th. So obviously you expect the Tigers. We've talked about this and we'll talk about it more as it gets closer. You expect the Tigers to be busy uh, in general during that time. But now, you know, your priorities, you add another priority there um, to try and get a backup. You're right. And again, because the portal is not open, uh, you have no idea who's going to be entering uh, just yet. You know, you, you can't really get an idea of that until these teams start spring camp. These players kind of play it out. Some of these other quarterbacks say, OK, I have no chance here. And, and it, it's another I mean, it's a tough spot. And this is another thing we talked about. I guess I wanted to ask you guys about that because it was like Harold Blood. You know, you, you got him to come to come in and be essentially QB three. But I mean, how likely is it that you find and who who could you find uh, like that is going to be willing to come in knowing they're they're the backup to start the season? That I don't think you're going to get a guy with that's out of eligibility like uh, like Jack Abraham. I don't think you're going to find you're going to get someone like that. The guy I kind of picture them getting, I think it's a, it is an attractive QB two spot because Brady Cook is out after this year. Brady Cook, I mean we've we've said it and seen it plenty. Like this guy is not going to come off the field unless he's quite literally bleeding to death. It feels like. Um, so you're going to be sitting the whole year, but then after that, I mean, that gives you time. If you're a QB two with extra eligibility, you learn the offense, you go into spring ball next year, potentially QB one, and then you battle it out with Sam Horn down the stretch. So I do think Mizzou has a lot to offer. Um, if you're looking for a QB two, um, I don't think it'll be that hard. Plus it, at the end of the day, there's NIL and everything. You're going to pay a guy like, They'll get who they'll get someone they want um, for this position. And it is going to be important that they do. It's probably I would put this up there in at least their top three needs at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think any of these quarterbacks that might enter the portal look at Mizzou as a one and done job. You, you were certainly going to sit with the one of the best offensive coordinators from last season, who was in his first year in the SEC as your quarterbacks coach. And also with Eli Drinkwitz, who has a track record of producing some high caliber quarterbacks when he was um, in the ACC. So I think there's a lot of uh, options there. Maybe a guy at the group of five level that's maybe stuck behind a starter or even a starter at the group of five level that's probably has some competition behind him, gets into the SEC. Maybe there's another guy in the, the power four next year that's behind with two guys in front of him and is not going to be able to leapfrog, leapfrog them in two years. And then it's a pretty good competition going into that next spring. Once Sam Horn is healthy, um, you have – 
um, this mystery guy you have Aiden Glover and then probably whoever they get in the class of 2025 all battling it out um, even you can even address that at the transfer portal that year as well I mean it's you can never have too much quarterback depth uh, that's never a thing that you can have also with blood um, correct me if I'm wrong I don't think he is a scholarship quarterback I believe he is I a preferred walk-on oh yeah, yeah, so right. yeah Drinkwitz right. never actually tweeted anything he only tweets about the or tweets about the non-preferred walk-ons whoever's on scholarship um and so he's kind of in that category with uh drew Locke's cousin and, tommy, uh, and it's just yeah. tommy Locke. he's just with that depth oh yeah there you go you don't need a you don't need another quarterback just turn to tommy lock let him become i also player. think i was gonna say i think harold blood is probably behind even glover on the depth chart i think if it were brought up oh, to it sure. they would throw glover out there instead of blood yeah, but again, you don't want. I mean, like you said, right at the at the top, you don't want to tr- throwing a you don't want to be throwing a true freshman out there when you have yeah. college football playoff expectations. So, they'll go after someone. They'll get someone. Those names will become more clear. I think as we get closer, like I said, to that April sixteenth date when that spring window um, opens up. So, yeah. Any any final uh, QB thoughts? Tyler Macon, bring him back. Malcorn State talked about that <laughs> off air. There's a guy on the bench there uh, at Alcorn State that needs a job. Um, he has a very distant co- cousin with the exact same name on the baseball team for the Tigers. Uh, maybe, do you think they meet up in the offseason? Isn't that like a, a reoccurring joke? The Giants making, of New York and then San Francisco, oh, they meet up. Yeah, uh, the one last reunion. thing I want to throw out there is that you don't see many athletes these days playing two sports. You don't see the Bo Jacksons anymore and a lot of guys excelling in baseball and football. I mean, it's a very hard thing to do in this world and – in this age of athletics, but I hope this doesn't like discourage high school athletes to not pursue a second sport. Um, a lot of coaches want you to play baseball. They want you to run track and field. They want you to play basketball. Uh, we're getting into that world where you're getting assigned to one sport growing up. And that's the, the thing that kind of sucks. And it doesn't, it doesn't help your development at all. They want you to be able to do different sports. Look at guys in the pros like CJ Stroud before each game, he's like shooting a basketball. He's swinging a baseball bat. Cause there's different like muscles you're using and different ways you're approaching the game because you learned it from other sports. One of the best, uh, the best quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes uses stuff. He learned playing baseball and it, while he's playing football. So that's the thing. And it's kind of, it's just, I don't want it to like discourage people when they look at this, especially like young Mizzou fans that are trying to do sports. They just want to like focus on one and branch out, do these other things. It's a very hard thing in this world, especially with how much more injury prone we are and what extent that, athletes are going to with their own bodies um especially at that quarterback position with the shoulder and elbow it's just something that might look bad down the line and everyone's like pointing at don't play two sports you're just going to ruin yourself at the end of the day it does help you in the end it's just sometimes there are these issues like this where you have the the injury that's going to keep you out of year it's also just yeah sports are fun like kids shouldn't be you know discouraged of trying to play it at, at an elite level He's funny, Mahomes in baseball. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth loves to remind uh, fans that, that Patrick Mahomes did that. He's a big, big advocate. But yeah, I, I agree. Well said, Kenny. I don't know. It's it's very, this is like a, a wormhole you could go down, you know, for a while if you want with the two-sport thing. Like, the the schedules now for these kids, no matter what sport they play at a high level, is is just ridiculous. I mean, like, even in football, you have these high school kids, like, they're, seven on seven flag like uh you know mini camps recruiting camps they're at all sorts of stuff now that like you know it's it's no days off they states play spring football so yeah it's very much like it's becoming a lot less common to see that but you know yeah it's not this shouldn't be discouraging to that but anyway um yeah in short mizzou needs a new backup quarterback and possibly a new qb1 for the future to look for in the transfer portal so we'll see who kind of uh emerges emerges there some some possible targets we'll have it um we'll have it wrapped up uh let's segue back to the hardwood um where it is not still not going well resume men's basketball they just find seemingly every conceivable way to lose uh basketball games they dropped another one still winless in conference 79 to 76 they lose to old miss um Peyton, I will kick it to you first. I am going to steal the stat that you texted uh, me and some others this morning. I think the uh, the standout thing to, to summarize this game, Mizzou at one point had a 12-point lead uh, after a Aiden Shaw dunk at the 10-minute mark. 
Mizzou went the next nine minutes and 55 seconds without a field goal. They only scored points from the free throw line uh, until Tamar Bates made a layup with five seconds left. That, I think, about summarizes uh, how Mizzou wound up losing this one. What were y'all's uh, takeaways from another Tigers SEC loss? Uh, well, we have I have positives for a change. Oh! I can talk about that. Um, I thought this was far and away Jordan Butler's best game in a Missouri Tigers uniform. He was excellent. I really mean every bit of that. Um you look at the numbers, they don't pop. 10 and 4 isn't fantastic. Man, though, I, I he really, like, held his own, um, whether he was switched onto a guard or going up against Musa Cisse or Tamarian Sharp, two guys that have been in basketball a lot longer than him, um, are just as big and honestly more built physically than him. Um, he really, really was impressive. I thought defensively in particular, he was great i mean he got low in a stance when he was on a guard and really i thought he was fantastic there's no other way to put it i thought jordan butler played his best game in a missouri uniform um also on the offensive end he was playing like a big man he wasn't shooting threes i mean he was putting the ball back in after grabbing board or getting the ball down low in the post and working his way there he was he was doing very good um they, they quite frankly the rebound numbers may not show it they really did play musa cisse and jamarian sharp in, in circles cisse in particular was just horrible in this game but um aiden shaw also i thought he played great he really i think he's i think dennis gates got in his ear and said you need to be more assertive when you have the ball in your hands he's been doing that more good things are starting to happen for him he got he was good on the boards i thought so those were two improvements. Um, last positive, Dennis Gates really has just trimmed the rotation down to, to eight. I mean, I know there's nine people that got minutes in this game. Carolero played five total minutes. And, I mean, that was with Noah Carter getting four fouls in the first four minutes of the second half and having to sit almost the entire second half. He only played 14 minutes. He let Aiden Shaw just run, dude. I mean, he got 24 minutes in this game. Aiden Shaw... Looked a lot better. Um, I thought he earned his minutes. He didn't even bother with Connor Vanover. And after starting uh, Kurt Lewis uh, in Sean East's absence, Kurt Lewis did not even check into this game. So those were good things. Um, negatives, they lost again. And they still just find ways to do that. This one was especially uh, deflating because they were up 12. I thought they were going to win this game. I really did. I remember there was a Nick Honor three in particular where I was like, okay, they're going to win. Like, they, they, everything is clicking for them. This is it. But once again, just another loss in the column. Um, this was an interesting thing I, I just noticed. But in the first half, Ole Miss got to the free throw line how many times? Zero. Oh, yeah, zero. It was zero. And the second half, they got to the free throw line 30 times and made yeah. 22 of them. Um, they outscored the Tigers by six points in the second half. That was a big thing that stood out to me, even with a lot of those fouls that Peyton mentioned with Noah Carter with the, I, with the four personal if, fouls. If I may quickly interject, I'm just going to, like, I just want to say I'm shocked it was only by six, considering they didn't have a field goal in the final 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. And w with the same thing with Jordan Butler getting up to those five fouls, the broadcast mentioned freshman there's a lot of things he needs to like you know understand and he'll pick up on as it goes to it's like not jumping when someone's jumping into him holding strong um in the paint and that'll come with time but uh even with those foul troubles the Tigers still um did not allow Ole Miss to get to the free throw line and a lot of those points in the second half 22 of the 49 came of the charity stripe and it was that's the one of the frustrating parts is that you played so well and not fouling on shots or getting into the bonus and then the second half, it just somewhat collapsed and you lose by three points on the road. In a game that I, I told Peyton, we were talking to each other before the game happened. I was like, screw it. This will be the one they win. And then I remember it's a road game. And I was like, oh, never mind. If this is a home game, maybe they kind of sneak out with one. And it looked like it for a while. I posted a photo of Yadier Molina and I said 10 minutes for the rest of our lives. And what we a didn't jinx. get those 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I just realized that. Yeah, it was right before what the a jinx. Strike. It's my fault. Yikes. It's on me. Yeah, no. That's a, that's okay. It's okay. You were you were feel, you were in the moment. You were living in the moment. Um, 
Yeah, Peyton, uh, you know, on the positives I wrote down, I was like, you could make an argument. I think you even texted like that. You could argue like four players had their best games of the season this year. And you mentioned uh, two of them and Sean Butler. Um, Sean East probably wasn't just because he's, you know, had some really good Minnesota games. Minnesota happened. Yeah, Minnesota happened. But he he did have 25 points and only shot six field goals. He made all 12 of his free throws, six assists and only three turnovers. I think it's just nice to see him back i'm glad he's having a nice just final year um of eligibility ant robinson i mean a decent stat line he scored a little bit more in some other games but four points four rebounds one assist a steal and a block so just active he was plus six uh for the game so just kind of active on both ends i think there there's there's some promising stuff there but yeah i mean i i think we should briefly address the end of the game. You know, it. I know it kind of feels a little bit pointless with this season not going anywhere to talk about like specifically how they lost. Um, but there was some debate, at least amongst ourselves, with when they got the steal and then Tamar Bates, you know, hit the. Or I think it was leading to the Jordan Butler foul. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but when they got the steal and then went for a layup, uh, there was the la- the the thing that frustrated me truthfully was the the final just two seconds after Ole Miss made that second free throw, it didn't seem like they had anything drawn up. They just threw it into Sean East and hoped that he could get a a three quarter court shot chuck off, um, which was a little frustrating, but then the moment really Peyton, I know for you was the uh, at the free throw line, it was East. And on the second one, he did not miss it, even though they subbed Aiden Sean to the game. I think it was down to Dennis. I think he probably told Shawnee's to miss it, and Shawnee's made it by accident. I have no idea. Shawnee's went 12 for 12 uh, on free throws, but I mean, like, I don't, like, that was nonsense. Why are you making that? Like, that was basically mm-hmm. playing for a half-court shot because at that point, that was, like, Ole Miss went to the other end and had to hit their free throws, and Mizzou had to settle for a three-quarters court shot. I mean, that was just total... Like, I don't know if that was intentional or not. I couldn't find a quote on it, and I looked everywhere. Um, it, it didn't make sense to me. I, I know Mizzou's a terrible rebounding team, largely, but I you, you're playing for a half-court shot by making that free throw. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'd take my chance that maybe it bounces just right. Aiden Shaw can grab it and dunk it home or something like that. Um, but I don't know, man. It is... Like you said, it's pointless at this point to care about how they win or lose these games. Um, they're they're losing all of them. Uh, I there's just so much. I like Tamar Bates really did not play well in this game. The stat line doesn't look horrible. He was largely not very good. Um, the thing that kind of I was like, of course that just happened was like when Mizzou was down seven. Um, they call up a nice inbound. I believe it was an inbound. Yeah, it was an inbounds play. They get a three-pointer from Tamar Bates, but right before that, Ant Robinson is fouled off the ball. They go and review it. They take the three off the board. They give oh, Ant yeah. a one-and-one. One. He misses the front end. Uh, and instead of maybe getting a five-point play, they get zero. Uh, that that was kind of it at that point. You kind of knew it was over. Uh those Tigers fought back, as the broadcast loves to let us know. Like, that means a damn thing. Um, but, again, they're 0 and 12. 0 and 12. They are 0 for in 2024 in trying to win games. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I I, I forgot about that the five-point swing. That was a good thing to bring up. They also had one. It was Noah Carter. They had a fast break, and at first I was like, ah, like, slow it down. What are you doing? And then Noah Carter got behind his defender, free reverse layup, and it just rolled off the rim. And I was like, you got to be kidding. Because then I'm like, okay, that wasn't a bad shot. He got a good look, and it just it just didn't go. So, yeah, whenever they need luck, they just don't seem to get it. I was trying to see, Peyton, if like, that might be a tendency for Dennis Gates if he actually doesn't mind playing for half-court shot. I went back to the Tennessee game that Golson hit the buzzer beater, and – because Tennessee also fouled up three in that game. And it was Sean East at the free throw line. But the difference there was he missed the first missed, free throw. So yeah. I think he had to make the second one just because it's then it's, you know, you risk going up uh, four if you miss both of them. So I, I don't know. But whether he made that first free throw, maybe he hasn't made the second one still. You're right. I, th- I think the fact he sh- subbed Aiden Shaw in is probably indicative of they wanted him to miss it. Maybe he just he's just too good. It's the Papa shot. They just they're just automatic at the line. 
either way, yeah, it's um it's frustrating uh, to see just the game not go their way when there were some positive takeaways, and I'm glad we acknowledge those. The Tigers do play Tennessee uh, next this season. I did not do that on purpose. Back at home uh, on Saturday, or sorry, excuse me, on um, Wednesday, that is, or Tuesday, um, at 6 p.m., they'll take on uh, the Volunteers on SEC Network at home. Feels like a, a number one Auburn situation from uh, 20, what was it, 2021, where it was just no community members were there and the student section was just packed. I don't think it'll even be that full, but Mizzou's not winning that game. You can get tickets as low as $2 in this one. Um, they're going to be airing a snuff film on SEC Network. Tennessee will win this game by 20-plus. It will not be a good game. Uh, Tennessee is really goddamn good this year. Missouri I just can't believe. Not, I don't know if you've noticed. Dalton Connect is um, nearly averaging the same amount of points per game that he did at Northern Colorado or Northern yeah, Northern Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he is at Tennessee. I think the difference is point one. It's it's absolutely bonkers that this guy's yeah. coming to the SEC and putting up the same exact numbers. Some are even better. He's has less turnovers this year. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I I don't know how like. I don't know how that he'd have averaged eight points in his first year at Northern Colorado and he just like exploded. And now he's going to be a lottery pick. It's, it's kind of insane. Um, here's one thing I'll ask before we segue to quick hits. Uh, I kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on a way too early number for this team next season, because there's, there was the Barstool Mizzou post about Dennis and Peyton. I know you quote tweeted it where, you know, he said at first I was super anti Dennis getting fired this year. Uh, you know, now I can entertain people talking about it. Our podcast stance is obviously clear there. He's not getting fired this year. That's I'm not trying to have that discussion, but for next season, what is the number that you want to see? Whether it's win total, whether it's where they need to finish in the sec Peyton, I know you've said like avoiding that playing on the Wednesday, which is essentially finishing below 10th. Um, what, what is a reasonable, number that you say okay this team is is building you know we're getting back on the dentist kind of wave because again if i think if you think this team is getting back to the ncaa tournament after this year you're crazy but there's got to be some sort of expectation otherwise it's certainly going to be the hot seat i i would say seven sec wins is the number i kind of am hoping for at this point i think that indicates pretty pretty good progress at this point they're guaranteed six um at at most so that's not very good if you haven't noticed uh the other one i'd think of is three of the freshmen getting pretty consistent minutes and looking good in them i think that would restore a lot of the hope i don't care which three if i had to guess i would say like anor botang peyton marshall and I honestly think Marcus Allen just being like a crazy good defender will be able to help him carve a niche while, while uh, guys like T.O. Barrett and Trent Burns maybe need another year to develop. But I think if you can just get a few of them, like just three that look pretty solid, I think, and get seven SEC wins, I think people will be well off the, he needs to go train. I think people will be fine with where the program is at. I think, you know, it's very hard. Um, we talked about it. You don't even know what this roster is going to look like. There's going to be guys on this team that we've never heard of. I, the first number came to my mind, though, is six and a half. It's like you're over under. And I, I would shoot for the over and what you need. Um, I just thought about this, too. Just think about more about Oklahoma. And we'll get into that in a second. Would you want, like, if I gave you two outcomes, you would choose one of them. Was it a guaranteed win over Oklahoma in football next year? or the Mizzou basketball team going positive in SEC play? Mizzou going positive Mizzou going in positive. SEC play. Yeah. yeah. I'm Oklahoma win in a heartbeat. I, yeah. We're gonna if get you it. lose that game, you are getting destroyed, and there's no way out of it at all. You're, there, you, <laughs> cannot, you cannot dance around that with Oklahoma fans. They will hang it over your head forever. I, oh, well. I, I'd rather I, see I the basketball that. team be good. Yeah, I'm on Peyton's side of that coin. I'm like, if Mizzou's going to go 11-1 and with their one loss being to Oklahoma, I'm taking that all day long. Or even 10-2 yeah. with a loss One to of the losses to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, yeah, my number I just said was 15, which I figured you, you, that's like a 500 season, 15 total wins. 
um, because if they they would be 15 and 16 if they had won 15 this year and lost the rest. So, yeah, there's stepping stones. I think it's just people need to to taper their expectations on both sides. Dennis is not getting fired after the season, and Mizzou's not going to the NCAA tournament next year. There needs to be a, you know, when people talk about, oh, some hard conversations need to happen or some hard questions need to be asked, the hard conversation needs to be, you know, Desiree Reed Francois saying, you need to get this mark, whether it's like you said, Peyton, with the individual objectives of the players, of the freshmen performing, and some sort of team total mark. Otherwise, that's when, you know, the hard decision maybe has to be made. But, um, you know, we'll see. Number four overall recruiting class, guys. Keep telling yourselves that. Um, with that, we will segue. Uh, we'll recap the Tennessee game on Friday. Good Lord. Um, it'd be a great video if Mizzou wins. Great video. I thought I was going to make a vi- I thought I was going to have a video. I was so excited. I was thinking about, like, what clips I was going to use uh from the game something which making fun of jamarian sharp for snubbing mizzou and just all got ripped away from me it's so sad hey he um, was terrible that, at least yeah that's kind of nice you could have called it the john bowl bowl that's what i thought of it as <laughs> oh yeah oh my goodness yeah that's a throwback to that saga uh sadly no we'll see if i ever make a video this season with that we will segue I'll finish show with quick hits. Okay, quick hits time. Before we get into it, I wanted to do this at the end of the Mizzou segment, but I forgot. Um, quick Mizzou softball shout out. I saw this on Twitter. Um, Sierra Harrison, the pitcher, got a no hitter the other day. Um, and it was, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was like a double no hitter game because they played Texas AM yep. Commerce and AM Commerce's pitcher got a no hitter too, which not as good of news for Mizzou softball, but you know, good to see Mizzou that their pitching won. is at least, yeah, they still won. They're, they're they're elite. They're elite. This is going to become a softball podcast very fast because of how bad the basketball team is. But um, anyway, wanted to shout out um, Sierra Harrison because I didn't have jer- we don't have Jersey of the Week this week, so I couldn't make her that. But anyway, Kenny, I will uh, I will let you take it away. Ken Sports Shorts. Uh, this week for Ken Sports Shorts, uh, it kind of derives from a tweet from Jim Nagy of uh, the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl. I meant to bring this up last week, but I thought it was a good time to do it now. Jim Nagy tweeted four days ago, recording here on Sunday. So one of the one of the biggest winners from Zebra Technology data during Senior Bowl week was Mizzou cornerback Chris Abrams Drain. Before Mobile, CAD was regarded as one of the highest football IQ pattern reading ball hawks in the 2024 draft. Thing with dialed in corners is they're rarely out of position, so it's usually hard to gauge their true speed. CAD was the second fastest player, not just corner, at the Reese's Senior Bowl this year at 21.34 miles per hour. Now that he can run, run like that, CAD is going up, or I guess it's it's an emoji. So it's rest of process, but like the the going up emoji, like stocks. Mm-hmm. So the stock is going stock up is on rising. CAD. Yeah, and that, that's what it was just, it really stood out to me. So I thought about that and I was like, well, we know he's going to get drafted. His stock's going up. I've seen a lot of comments, though. Raiders fans seem to like Cat a lot. But I thought about I looked it up. There have been five Mizzou defensive backs that have been drafted since 2009. Can you name them? And I'll go year by year and let you know what year. And I can give you the round and the team if that helps as well. I think I can do this. You guys, like honestly, that? I, I, I think. Okay. Yeah, we'll start I might with, have to let Peyton carry. We'll start without the round and the team, but then you guys can ask if you need it. We'll start with Peyton, though. Peyton, the first one was in 2009, which was the first time since 1991 that a Mizzou defensive back was drafted. So 2009 defensive back. For the record, when I say I think I got this, I really mean the ones in later years, the 2009 <laughs> one. I'm going to need the round in the team, I think. Okay. A second rounder to the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. 2009? See, when the I cool think Falcons-Mizzou is... player, I think Justin Gage. Not, not this. Um, it's not just engaged. I will let you know that I think this is cool. Uh, this player's Wikipedia photo is him in a Cotton Bowl champion shirt from 2008. Okay, so yeah, he's from the 2018. It's not EJ Gaines, is it? No. Okay. Not, I have no idea. Yeah, I think I'll need this one. He played from 2009 to 2015, was a pro bowler. Uh, this is his only NFL accolade in 2012. You guys just wanted, he was a safety. Deep, deep. He play. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I do know who this is. Um, 
Oh God, I do know. I do know his name. If I hear his name, I'm gonna. The pretty uh, like. Give him another hint. Normal, normal name. Um, did he play for anyone else? No, he only no, he for didn't. Falcons. Oh my God, who is this oh. guy? I know. I know who George this Babineau. is. I don't. That's not who that is. No, I think I don't think I'm gonna think of his name. So what's his name? I know who this William is. William Moore. Oh my uh, God! Yeah, I did know who that was. That yeah. when you said the Pro Bowl part, I was like, oh no! I saw a tweet about this once. So that's the first Next. one. Um, going down the line now. Next one was 2014. Uh, we've actually mentioned him before. Like is recently, this when EJ I Gaines. This is yeah. EJ Gaines. Okay. Yes, sixth rounder to the St. Louis Rams. Next one, drop jumping a couple more years, seven years to be exact. And this is a 2021, and we have two in this. Yeah, draft. Josh Bledsoe and Tyree Gillespie. Gillespie. Correct. Can you Nailed. can you give me the round and the team for both of them? We'll go with Bled, Tyree first. Bledsoe six. Um, or no, no, Gillespie or is Gillespie six? No, you're right the first oh. time. Okay. No, Gillespie's four Raiders. Yep. Uh, Bledsoe is six Patriots. Correct. Cool. And then. Cool. Uh, cool. 2022, Jack, can you do this one? Um, no. You know Dude. it. You know it. He <laughs> likes bowling. He likes to likes bowl. Bowling? Yes. Uh, what? My, 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 you know sorry. it, Jack. You know it. I know I do. I, I, um, do you want the team? I have, um, well, I don't know why I have Demarcus AC stuck in my head, but that's not who that is. No, it's not. Nope. Yeah, can I have the team? Vikings. Oh, oh, this is the Caleb Evans. That is correct. It was kind of easy, especially in the the more closer years. But there's only been five yeah. since 2009. That is wild. And then Not six DBU. since 1991. Onus to Christian Holmes, who was yep. a sixth round pick for Washington. He transferred from Mizzou to Oklahoma State. Go Pokes! Well done, Kenny. Good. good okay. Dirty Birds of the weekend. My Dirty Bird goes to me. Uh, my Dirty Bird goes to myself. I, of course, I, I was a St. Thomas Eagle in high school. And the reason it is me this week is because um, I got fooled uh, in the recruiting game. I got a message. I think it was Thursday or I think it was Thursday morning or Friday morning that I was putting in offers for a guy who wasn't receiving the offers and he was lying on social media. Oh no. And they were like, you need to like check with somebody. And I'm like, I, the coaches aren't going to tell me if he's the one offering them. And then I saw other people from like on three and two, four, seven writing stories. And I was like, okay, this guy's legit. He's actually getting these offers. And then he said something to me. It was kind of fishy, like a defensive line coach offered him, but he was, I know he recruits that area. And then he said a wide receiver coach is getting in contact with him, but he plays safety. And so I was like a little bit like skeptical, but this happens a lot where you get like different coaches recruiting you, especially if you're class of 2026, you were sophomore last year. They told me like, Oh, this guy's not real. They deleted his profile. Um, you know, it's, oh, I, no. I don't get it. I do not get it. We had Wendell on here to talk about that guy who faked committed say, to the yeah. zoo. You are just an asshole. If you do this kind of stuff, like you're, you're gaining clout for nothing. And I hope this guy knows your, your uh, profile doesn't exist anymore. And you'll never have a profile because you are just being an asshole by making my life harder and you wanting free clout and you're not going to get it. Well said. Damn. I'm <laughs> angry. I'm very angry at this guy. He's such an yeah, asshole. We did a yeah, we did an interview of, with Wendell Shepard from the Missourian about that happened like kind of to him, but like yeah, it was like a Mizzou spokesperson was like, This guy's never been on campus. I don't know why people do that. It's very strange. Very strange. No, it was he Sorry, had Kenny. been on campus, it was just like he was only at a camp or, or something. yeah, 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 yeah. But but sorry, Kenny, um, you've been catfished. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh but going going back to the basketball realm, my dirty bird is former future Mizzou head coach Matt Painter and his Purdue Boilermakers. If you're wondering uh, the connection to a bird that Matt Painter has, he was once a coach at Washington and Jefferson University. They are the presidents. He was an assistant coach there. They are the presidents, of course, the president of America. Um, America's national bird is a bald eagle. So there you go. There's my bird connection. Uh, they lost to the Ohio State Buckeyes, um, who were riding the interim coach wave today, um, to a victory. Good for Ohio State. Purdue's uh, downfall in March will be inevitable and glorious again. Um, so, yeah, they're my dirty birds. 
We we messed up because we did not do any Ohio State bet after they fired their coach. We on this podcast are big. If the coach just got fired, that team is gonna is gonna do something special. We didn't. But, well, we didn't have a betting segment afterwards. Is why. I Holtman guess was true. fired on a Wednesday, and we. I wish I, I wish I wish one of us would have tweeted. We've been like bonus best beat. You got the you got the uh, Ohio State should have been should have been should have been flagged by our standards. But yeah, congrats to the Buckeyes. I have two dirty birds. Um, I'm going to the NBA first. This actually connects to my last best beat. I bet on Damian Lillard of the Bucks to win the three point contest. He did win, and he defeated Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. Bird connection. In the finals, so Trey Young, uh, you are a loser. Uh, you have never won anything in your career, including the three-point contest. Congrats to Dame. And then my other Dirty Bird of the Week uh, is coming in college basketball. I had to do two because this was just too funny. I'm giving it to Tyler Kolick, the point guard for Marquette. Of course, the Golden Eagles, bird. Um, Tyler Kolick and Marquette lost by a lot of points to UConn over the weekend. And uh, I saw on Twitter today some, like, UConn fans were doing a chant. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Tyler Kolick, there's a there's been a saga where, like, people don't think he's, like, literate. They think he can't read. He and he's can't literate read, yeah. stuff. He can't read. It's true. And so they were doing a chant. They were they would sing the ABC. So they went A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. You can't read. They yelled at that at Tyler Kolick at the free throw line. I thought it was pretty funny, and they got blown out by the Huskies so good job UConn fans Tyler Kolick is a loser not the best point guard in the country and he's my bonus dirty bird Up you're next. wrong Trey Young what? has won the big 12 freshman of the year he's also won oh, the Wayman Tisdale award I'm gonna back my guy Boomer oh, Sooner. you are not a Trey, no Young, Trey fan. Young what's with this yeah. OU meat writing today there was Listen no meat writing earlier I just said I wanted him to beat him I'm trolling you I'm trolling you Trey, Trey Young sucks um it's anyway good. he has two awards could have put him in this segment, mate. Hey, what time is it? Kenny, what time is it? Kenny, what time is it? You gotta say it's time for the clock. I'm coming in at number five on the flawed rankings. We got all you football fans. We've mentioned them three times on this podcast now. All you football fans are still whining that Majus tamper you when tampering is fucking awesome all right i'm tired i'm gonna set the record straight tampering rules every coach should do it i hope drink keeps doing it if he has been doing it tampering rocks oh you football fans quit whining i don't you have such little amount of impact on my life that i picked mizzou winning like eight sec games over a win over oklahoma maybe get some better state loss number four in the fraud rankings to the NBA. And Mac, 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 he's back. Mac McClung, he wins the slam dunk contest, which was a snooze fest. Where's the spectacle? A guy in the G League is winning this thing now. It's a joke. The dunk contest is number four on the fraud. It's the eye of the Mike Tiger. It's a thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rival game, Cox. South Carolina enters this game 21 and 4, 11th ranked team in the Ooh. country. Hmm. Colin Murray Boyles, only 13 points in 27 minutes. Fraud. South Carolina's going to be falling in the rankings this week. Play that song. Neck, baby. At, at number two, we're swinging in the SEC, where Auburn fans were around there. C A M P F I R E S O N G. Fraud. <laughs> the fraud Tigers wore fraud goals. They lose. You camped out for days. You had college game day. Ooh, Auburn is the best place to play in the country. Drooling all over you, and you let Coach Cal and the Cats absolutely dog the Auburn Tigers. Coach Why is your mascot an eagle? Coach, Coach Cal is back. Anyway, what's number one? Jalen Brown, can I get some help with this one? Yes, sir, I got you. Just beat it. Just beat it. Byron Music can't beat the fraud allegations. And Michael Jackson's raving because he's a huge Byron Leverkusen fan cheering us on from the heavens. The frauds of Munich are now eight points behind Byron Leverkusen. In the table. Frauds. Go eat some bratwurst, you losers. Ich bin ein Berliner. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, good frog segment, everybody. Um, I want to, <laughs> I want to let the record show. I I started to write a song for the Mac McClung for the dunk contest. I just forgot it like mid. I had it like written on my computer, and I was like, wait, what song was I doing this to again? And I had to I had to bail from it because I couldn't remember. This one I'm comes sorry, from our favorite TV you. series, The Today Show. Guys, wait, 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 wait. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. His summer wasn't too bad either. What's the ratio of the week? <laughs> Uh, it goes to our good friend Gabe DeArmond, who quote tweeted Harold R. Kuntz on Twitter. Uh, Harold posted, uh, quote, quoted the Kansas men's basketball win graphic against Oklahoma, winning 67 to 57, and said, unless there's a meeting in KC, Jayhawks are waving goodbye to the Sooners for the foreseeable future. And that tweet had 14 likes and five replies. Gabe, of course, using his Power Mizzou account, Quoted saying, maybe they'll refuse to play them for the next decade and throw a public fit about how it's Oklahoma's fault. 769 likes. Good job, Gabe DeArmond. Well done, Gabe. Uh, Gabe DeArmond, also known as Power Mizzou on Twitter. I want to do the floor. I want the floor. If you don't get that reference, he's referencing the Mizzou Kansas saga, of course, in basketball. Good job, Gabe. Uh, all right, good show. Damn, I we can end with a joke because Peyton did it too early. Um, and he's got to go, man. We got to get the stuff in. That's that's true. We got to we got to run a lot. You're right. We're on a tight window. All right, we'll end the show. Thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring. We'll be back on Friday, hopefully recapping. I don't even. I'm not gonna say it. They're not winning against Tennessee. Um, hopefully recapping a performer where Dalton Connect goes under 25 points. If that's a player prop on Bet Online don't take it because it won't hit but anyway uh we'll see you guys on friday um we'll have some more news and stuff we've become a mizzou softball podcast so maybe we'll have some reporting from there until then everyone have a fun and safe week see ya listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts